Ah, all right. Time to put in a Christmas classic here. Let's see. Hmm. Die Hard, a holiday classic. Right, get my eggnog going. Ah, ah, good eggnog. Whoa, that's some strong eggnog. Oh my god, did I spike it? Wait, what the? Oh, Isaac, wake up! Uh, oh my god! Wake up, sleepyhead! What happened? Wake up, Isaac! Uh, wait, it's time. It's Christmas movie oh, time. Wake up! Hello? Taryn. Hello? Taryn, what are you doing? Why am I strapped to are a chair? What, what are you doing? We're gonna watch straight to TV shitty Christmas movies, Isaac. That's all we're gonna do. No. That's what we're gonna do all no, day. No, 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 please, That's all Darren, you have left to look forward do to this. now. You watch Come on, man, good let's movies, just talk Isaac. about this. Now we gotta watch Taren, shitty TV do? Christmas sorry. movies, Wait, Isaac. hold on. This hold is all on, you man. have left, Isaac. No! Wait. Wait, no, I don't wanna watch What's up, everyone? Uh, happy holidays! Happy holidays here in to November. The boys, <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh God. It's us. Yeah. Welcome to our November Christmas special. Wanted to get this. Wanted to get this one out of the way, just because uh, we have we have special plans for December. Yes. Yes, we do. Gotta get all the holidays out of. Yeah. Get through the Gotta shit. Get the holidays out the way before yeah. we can get into the real shit. The real. <laughs> yes. The prime. It's gonna get shit. real in December. Oh, God. The prime 2020 experience. The 2020 theme of December. Eh, fuck me. Well, anyway. have been waiting for all year. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> anywho, we'll go back to the good, the bad, and the boys. <laughs> or your hosts. I'm Taryn. I'm Isaac. And we are bringing you today some real shitty holiday movies. Oh, uh, yeah. A little Hallmark style. Maybe a little change of pace for holiday you Holiday classics. Yeah, so we thought we would... Uh... <laughs> Get the best and worst of Hallmark-style holiday classics, and um, I, I'm not sure if there is a good, a best of, but uh, we tried. I tried that's, to search. That's on you, King. That's for you to find. <laughs> oh, yep. God. Yeah, we, just given how shitty this year was, we wanted to take you all back to a time, the time before. A simpler time. A simpler time. It's probably the, the shittiest time of the year, a pandemic apocalypse aside is watching straight-to-television soap opera dramedy Christmas movies. Yes, gathered with, you know, 10-plus people at a single party, even though that's outlawed now. That's outlawed, yeah. But uh, but we, we bring you back to the past where you had a family of 25 to 30 people all gathered around to watch a shitty Hallmark movie. Shitty Hallmark Or whatever. Movie. 
So bust out your eggnog and then just bust out some vodka and join us. <laughs> Spike it up. Spike. And... You're going to need to. I should have. <laughs> you're going to need to. I should have. I should have <laughs> done something. Just been shit Numb the pain. During <laughs> the entire viewing experience. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes them good. Uh... Wonderful. Yeah, you know, we were just watching. We were watching our, our movies, playing our games, our television shows. We were reviewing them. And we were like, wait a minute. We're not qualified for this shit at all. And so we thought we'd do something more our speed, Hallmark yes. <laughs> Christmas dramedies. Yes, we start from uh, beginner level. Beginner level. And, and and work our way up. I we thought we'd that. build our cred in the Hallmark movie reviewer community, which by the <laughs> way, Isaac, have you looked at like the reviewers for this? I don't want to call it a genre, but this like subculture of cinema. <laughs> That's all. I, I've heard rumors. <laughs> yeah. I've heard... It's a great place to be. I've heard there's be. a cult. There's a masked cult of uh, holiday movie following. People and, love uh, this shit. It's quite scary. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I, yeah. It, people are. It's it's such a it's such a big yeah addiction that people have. Uh, it's <laughs> quite weird. It's really weird. I, they're just as much of a masochist as you are. So. I guess so. Yeah, they love this. Shit. I was like looking for reviews for the worst ones, but they were all like very serious reviews. Like, I don't like this movie because show and show character makes this <laughs> decision, which contradicts the previously established motivations of the, they're like reviewing it like actual like oh, film God. review. Like it's like a, some fucking high art indie film, <laughs> but it's and you can see the profile picture is like some 70 year old woman named Margaret in like a sweater that has like 2,000 comments from her page to like other reviews. Oh God. Margaret, of course it's contradictory. It's a, it's a Hallmark movie. (laughs) The motivation is love is what I've learned from this. Love and. Oh yes. Love. A lot of attachment issues as well. There, There is quite a bit. Yes. Even in mine, but snow (laughs) brings us all together as my movie stated throughout god that's inspirational very inspirational it's but what movie did you review my good my good hallmark movie reviewer we should make hallmark (laughs) accounts and so we could post our thoughts on there as the boys you know what i i I think there's a future for us in this hallmark in the industry i feel like we need to just change our our podcast to strictly hallmark movies. i believe you know one of my i think we can one of my career dreams i had two dream roles in high school one was to be the killer on like criminal (laughs) minds or something or some show like that like i'm just some fucked up sociopath villain that only appears in one episode maybe hey those are fun roles yeah you i just get shot by like fucking read on criminal minds that was one and the other was to <laughs> be in a hallmark christmas movie oh yes those are dream we into that soap opera style oh the campy ass yeah oh, it's beautiful yeah. i love it quite fun it'd probably be easy to do because you wouldn't have to really hold back on your performance you just go ham no that the right overacting in. is preferred i would almost consider it a requirement for these movies because there wasn't one that i watched that <laughs> it is. didn't contain gratuitous amounts of it which just made it all the more entertaining well surprisingly mine went a little bit more on the subtle route Ooh, how nuanced yeah so it's a little a little little indie little it's uh it might be a little um movie you've heard about on netflix let it snow wow bringing people together through snowflakes and being snowed in and whatnot so yeah (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Yeah. 
What, what about yours? <clears throat> oh boy, you know, I actually had I had some trouble deciding on this one. I was looking forward to this week very much. Uh, quite the opposite to what I'm sure you did, seeing as you have to pick for the best of the bunch. That's a much harder job to do than me picking through the worst. It is. You usually want to find the worst of these movies. It's usually harder, Found yeah. And the oh, okay version of it, <laughs> which wasn't... was It's not how you approach these movies. Not, you know, I don't know what I was doing. It's almost as if the better it is, the worse it is. Because it's not going right. to be good. Yeah. So the worse it is, the more entertaining it is. Right, yeah. You kind of want to go big or go home, but mine kind of just was sort of good, passable <laughs> as an indie film. Um, uh, Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It was just wasn't good. <laughs> wow, nice. Well, I, I, had a, I had a hard time deciding. I was going through reviews, but every fucking review for a Hallmark movie takes itself so seriously, so I don't know what, what to do. There's so many best and worst Hallmark movie lists that all have different stuff on them because there's just so many bad ones to choose from. <laughs> of like the lifetime Christmas movie thing. Uh, yeah. So I just gave up trying to go based off reviews, and I went based off synopsis. I just went through corny oh, okay. Christmas movie list and I tried to find the most ridiculous synopsis I could. Yeah, that's that's a good approach because you would you'd you know, you'd be uh, bogged down by real weird reviews by people named Margaret or Betty or or Karen perhaps. Karen, so that's a good yeah. approach, you know, you go by the synopsis because you can't trust people nowadays. No, you can't. That's like asking Not with these movies. <laughs> that's like asking two assholes to do a movie podcast with their opinions on a movie are like totally unqualified. Can't take yeah, their opinion yeah, seriously. Really, yeah, at all qualified yeah who would ever do that stuck up assholes that's who <laughs> anyway so i'm reading synopsis i narrowed it down to three there was a christmas catch uh, a very country christmas and a christmas kiss mm. a christmas kiss i from what i had read the characters are all psychopaths and that one was all right i ended up watching two of them i watched a very country christmas and i watched a christmas catch <laughs> a very country christmas is like a basically a uh, creepy-looking, greasy Blake Shelton ripoff is tired of being famous, so he goes back to his hometown where he makes a single mom, and, you know, he declares his love for her after, like, three days of hanging out. Standard Christmas movie. It's basically just a country movie with Christmas set pieces. Uh, oh, I ended up... I, I'm just surprised you watched two of them. That's pretty brave of you. Yeah, I've... <laughs> but he... <laughs> fucking... My psychiatrist is on speed dial. <laughs> I ended up going yeah. with a Christmas catch. A Christmas catch was my favorite one because it was the most outlandish of them uh -huh. all. And the campy performances and ridiculous plot make it the best worst holiday television movie, in my opinion. Quite the catch. Oh, quite the catch. It's about a girl who's a detective and she meets this handsome guy at a singles party. And then at work the next day, she has to, she finds out he's a diamond thief suspect and she has to go mm. on dates with him to to get more information about him but then she falls for him yada yada christmas movie shenanigans ensue yeah okay yeah that so that was that a christmas catch it's on amazon and i believe netflix so it's pretty easy to watch you don't gotta get okay. that that six buck a month hallmark movie subscription <laughs> i was gonna do that we almost did we almost, we almost did like the we seven almost, day trial we almost committed we were just gonna binge hallmark yeah. movies <laughs> go straight to the source the heart the lion's den of, sh of shit oh, yes but alas uh, yeah but here we are here we are god what am i doing with my life 
which would you like to review first? Let's see. Should we should we bring in some Hallmark uh, coin tossing? Oh, shall we flip the jingle bells? We should. As if I have a fucking jingle bell to flip. Let's see what we got. All right. Call it. All right. I'll I'll call the tails. Tails. That's how I'm feeling. All right. Here we go. Ooh. It's heads this time. Ooh, okay. All right. Start us off. Start us off. With we'll go from best to worst. <laughs> from best to worst. Yeah, you like that little mix-up we got this week where you ended up being the, the sad one? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we switched it up a bit. Almost and, like uh, some role yeah, reversal. It really was. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, see if the audience is paying attention, you know. We'll switcheroo. Yeah. Well, you know um, you yes. know the boys here. We're verse. We, uh, yes, I, I've been... Um, <laughs> I've I've been forced to endure the the, the torment and the agony that Taryn has been through these past couple weeks, so it's all caught up to me. And also the movie thing, too. Anyway, A Christmas Catch. (laughs) So A Christmas Catch is a masterpiece of a film, to say the least. It's directed by Justin G. Dick. Justin (laughs) Justin G. D-Y-C-K is the director of this film. I don't know what this man is, but he's not human. This man is a powerhouse of Christmas-themed cinema. (laughs) This man has put out, in the middle of a pandemic, not one, not two, but five Christmas movies this year. Oh, damn. Last year, he put out six. In 2018, he put out five. In 2017, he put out five. Just one in 2016. Yeah, This guy's a monster. This dude makes an average of like four to five Christmas movies every year (laughs) and when you look at the production quality of the movies you can see how this shit's shot like a television set i'm pretty sure he just decorates like the same three rooms with different target christmas decorations every every fucking film and that's how we get the (laughs) probably that's how we get the set diversity damn do you think he's making like six or seven figures off of these movies he's making more than me and that's (laughs) that's something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is what I'm saying, Isaac. We got to get in on the Christmas movie. We get on the action. <laughs> we got to yes. be Hallmark movie producers. We got to oh hit up God, Lifetime right. movies. And just be like, but it, I mean, if you were to make a Christmas oh, movie, right. what would your Christmas movie plot be? Oh, Christmas plot for me? Oh, God, I don't know. Probably like, you know, just like a year where no Star Wars movie is coming out and this Star Wars fan has to like cope with it and stuff for Christmas and like find family and friends other than his Star Wars fandom. Wow. The real, like the real Star Wars was in your heart all along. I really thought about this. Look, buddy, I've read the amount of Star Wars fan fiction you have locked away, and I tell you what, you got some you got some stuff to work with for this. I, I do, yes. I got plenty of scripts. Isaac's Hire me, 50 Disney. Shades ass Star Wars holiday Christmas special. Yeah, I, you know, now that we're bought and owned by Disney, like we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We got the rights to it. Produced by Kathleen Kennedy, directed by Isaac Sprague. What could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'll probably be just the same quality as a Hallmark movie. I don't. It can't be worse. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Help me. Anyway. My boy Justin is a is a Christmas movie powerhouse. He can't stop putting them out. He's like a fucking he puts out movies yeah. in litters. He's like a fucking piglet giving birth to Hallmark movies. Shakespearean Hallmark. He has man. like six at a time, and they're all masterpieces. Since apparently I didn't even know this when I watched the two of them. He directed the two that I watched. 
the two worst ones that I could find. So he just picks like the most ridiculous premises and then just slaps the Christmas label on him. He's got Christmas <laughs> wedding planner. He's got a Christmas prince, a puppy for Christmas. Okay, yeah, my okay. and this one remains my personal favorite is a Christmas catch. So it's about it's about a detective named. Mm. That's crazy that you got the double dick, or dyke, excuse me. I did. I got the double dick for, for Christmas. <laughs> All right, so. The... <laughs> Do you think he owns, like, maybe, like, half the the Hallmark shares? He's got to own stock in it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't not. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be, like, uh... insider trading for a lifetime or something. <laughs> oh, God, he's got to. Yeah. That'd be my Hallmark oh, Christmas Lord. movies. I it's just about like the scandal of holiday movie directors and insider trading. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a, Christmas that's a pretty cool premise. That'd be interesting. It'd be a yeah. political thriller, a little, little soap opera sleaziness, starring Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck, directed by <laughs> D. Rees. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect setup for a for a political thriller. What could go wrong? If you guys want to know what goes wrong, watch our previous episode. Yes, out now. That was an Easter egg. Watch us on all platforms. Yes, do it. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> A Christmas Catch is uh, it's about a, a detective named, I believe, she goes by Mac. It's, I think it's like Mackenzie Bennett. Yep. Detective Bennett, who works at a police station with her partner, Reed, who's a dude, and her mom, played by Lauren Holly, who Lauren Holly was in like Dumb and Dumber. She was in a bunch of stuff, Dumb and Dumber, NCIS, CSI Miami. She's a designated survivor. She's been in a lot of, like, (laughs) good shows. She's in Lucifer, What Women Want. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. Yeah, and then she just... Yeah, yeah, familiar face. Yeah, you could tell by the way she carries herself that she's definitely the most famous person in this movie, Mm. and they give her character shit to work with. Uh, Mackenzie, on the other hand, is played by Emily Alatalo, who is known for like some B horror movies like The Scare House, <laughs> All Hallows Eve 2, and Dead Genesis, The Last Halloween. Oh, dang. Yeah. So she, I don't know why. I, I thought she, <laughs> she was like. She's in a lot of uh, holiday. Yeah. Yeah. More holiday movies. Yeah. Halloween. Not this and holiday, Christmas. but a holiday movie. <laughs> She's yeah. also in Warehouse 13, which I haven't seen that show, but I heard it's all right. Warehouse 13. And I guess. I don't know. I, I would just assume I haven't seen any of these movies, but I would assume that she has some decent range then if she's able to go from campy horror movies to campy Christmas movies, because she's like a total derp in this one. The entire character <laughs> of Mackenzie Bennett is that she's a good cop, but she's like socially inept. Her and her mom are both just obsessed with Christmas to the point where it regularly Ooh. interferes with their investigations. The movie opens with her. She was supposed to go undercover and just like stake out a drug deal that was going on at a tree farm. And for some reason, she's dressed like an elf. (laughs) Don't know why. So their entire personality is Christmas. Yeah, so her entire personality is Christmas and horny. And that's it. That's all you get from her, the entire movie. Her mom and her partner, in every scene, just give her shit about how like sexually inept she is. And they constantly just like bring up dates that she went on where all the men ended up terribly injured. Yeah. And her mom is her police captain as well. Oh, oh, (laughs) yeah. So the mom is the captain and her partner is like her friend. So yeah. And her friend is like, he's in the van. 
he's Reed. He's like in the van. He's played by Andrew Bushell. And he's, he does a pretty good job in this. He's pretty entertaining. I, I'll give him that. Mm. The performances, I think, are the best part of this movie. They're like, they're not good, but they're entertainingly bad. It's like uh, it's like a shitty yeah. Dwayne Johnson movie or like a, okay. like a, a Adam Sandler yeah, maybe, movie. Maybe like a little like weird, like late night adult swim like skit it is yeah it's really bad acting and stuff (laughs) it's got i don't know if it's intentional or not it has sort of like a workaholics vibe where it's like you just know the actors are having a great time which is another reason a hallmark movie is my dream role because they look like just so much fun to be a part of (laughs) you don't have to (laughs) really would be put any craft into it so you can just have a great time yeah well, I think I think like a lot of artists too. They kind of start out in like soap opera like gigs, and then they kind of work their way up that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun genre to do. Just and like it would be fun. Just like movie just review podcasters, we got to start out exclusively reviewing soap opera holiday movies. <laughs> yes, and then and uh, the rest is history. And then the rest know? is history. And then you know, bada bing, bada boom, we're uh, front row seats to Bam. to. Avengers. We're starring in Avengers. Yeah, and then next thing you know, we're starring in Avengers. Yes, wonderful. Please, please like and subscribe so we can. Yeah, it's, it's going to be by the time we get there though, it's going to be like Avengers Seven, where it's only going to be like the the fucking heroes <laughs> they released or last year, <laughs> like uh fuck who? Was oh it? yeah, Snowflake <laughs> and Safe Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah some of the new newer the, like uh, yeah shit comics that are coming the out new shit. like right now <laughs> yeah that's gonna be fun <laughs> hey maybe it'll turn into like a you know soap opera like uh, uh quality yes it'll be like a the fun MCU will evolve superhero with us. yeah it'll be, it'll be a stupid uh superhero film almost like a parody it'll be fun <laughs> Oh God, the Sandlerverse movie sounds better than that. <laughs> yeah, really it really does. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, but anyway, the entire personality of everyone except for the villains is Christmas, and that's how you can tell who the villains are right away because they don't give a fuck about holiday cheer. That's that's how you know who the bad guys are. <laughs> Ooh, threat to holiday cheer. Yeah, so the character is established right away. She's a detective. She's undercover, but she's dressed like a fucking elf, even though I'm pretty sure she doesn't have to. Her partner's in the van, like, doing surveillance, and for some fucking reason, he's dressed as Santa Claus. Like that, yeah. So right away, you know it's a meme. And the, they're waiting oh, on yeah. the, the buyer to show up for the deal. And the other guy is about to leave because he's been waiting too long. And they're all talking about, they're like, you got you to gotta keep him there. You got to keep him occupied until the buyer arrives. And the guy in the van, he's like, you got to flirt with him. You got to flirt with him to keep her here. Oh, and this is <laughs> this is where we see the initial <laughs> super campy, like her shitty flirting, where it's like, it's comical. It's like uh, if someone in your high school improv troupe was asked to portray someone who's bad at flirting, oh, I yeah. want you to just imagine that image in oh, your head. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Lord is what I said <laughs> as I watched gleefully, full of Christmas cheer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So the story really picks up uh, when our girl Mackenzie goes off to a singles night hosted by her token gay friend. Also, I heard uh, if you have you browsed the on the Hallmark website, the Hallmark compendium of movies. I have not. No, Uh, (laughs) I probably should have probably (laughs) done a little more research on the Hallmark. I did most of mine through like Google and reviews and stuff, but I did take a dip. I dipped my toes in the actual Hallmark (laughs) website. I'm surprised I got out. 
but uh, I heard I was yeah, hearing, and, and all that the... was surprising because Taryn, you're you're a very big lore person. Oh, so I love this. Lore. Could be a little dangerous. Yeah, Hallmark lore. This is a little. I'm getting this, this could, the uh, lore this could you could spiral. I'm about to do it right now. Um, here I go. So <laughs> Hallmark, as in the reviews, has been receiving a lot of a lot of flack in recent years for their the diversity in their movies. Uh, a lot of their movies and the hmm. was represented financially as well. You know, back 2000s, 2010s, uh, diversity in American cinema was starting to pick up a little more. Got more minorities, more more gay people. Yeah, Hallmark didn't give a fuck. They're like, nah, straight white Christmas. That's what we do. <laughs> that's the vibe. <laughs> that's the brand. And I, you know, it's a Hallmark movie, so you know, it's fucking like sixty-year-old white people watching it. Yeah. So they were like, nah, target. Yeah, our boomer-ass audience isn't gonna care. So anyway, I mean, they wouldn't be wrong. I, I guess. More, but... <laughs> well, that's what they thought. Anyway, bada bing, bada boom. Two thousand tens were all around. They're losing a shit ton of money. <laughs> And one uh, of my favorite things is to put the put the Hallmark like movie list, uh, sort it by year, and then arrange it into grid form. And if you start from bottom <laughs> to top, it's like <laughs> you could just see the faces because they pose them all the same, basically. So you just see like two white heads in every every movie box. And then <laughs> once you hit yeah. like 2018, because they waited that long <laughs> to jump on the, the diversity train. Uh, then we start to see the shading go down a little bit and vary. <laughs> a little palette. Of we color. begin to see, <laughs> uh, begin to see, yeah, the palette change a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So Hallmark started adding in. Hallmark today is like a regular American cinema 12 years ago where they're their definitions of diversity and inclusion is just adding in like token figures. <laughs> so her partner's like the token black guy and her friends like the token gay guy. And so once they've ticked oh, okay. those boxes off, they can get back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of an afterthought that it's yeah. uh, Hallmark <laughs> lore. Like, right, we'll get, get Follow us it. on social media. If you'd like to discuss any lore with me, Hallmark movie <laughs> producer <laughs> studios oh, do it. included. Do it. I'll do it. I'll watch videos on it. I love lore. I know. After last week's episode, I'm all into like Cold War American lore now, which <laughs> nice. I guess a lot okay. of people just call history, but I'm not as interested in it when it's called that. I, I could just call it lore. <laughs> it's a little more enticing you that way. fictional history. Yeah. I call it nonfiction lore. <laughs> Did you dive in strictly to the last thing she wanted um, lore, like just specifically that movie lore and not, not like the actual historical that lore? Movie. <laughs> Just <laughs> I just pretended that the actual Iran-Contra affairs were for the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. And then I learned all about the Iran-Contra affairs. in the affairs. fictional realm. All right. If I pretend it's fiction, then it, I, my little ADHD brain stays interested. That works. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's your hallmark trivia for the day, is there like force nice. diversity. It's comically included in all okay. the modern movies. A very country Christmas excluded. Okay. I didn't see a single fucking black person in a very country Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. Once they put country in the name, all bets were off. Um, Let It Snow surprisingly kind of pushed that a little more, and uh, I think it worked quite well with their progressive. Well, that was a uh, that was based off a John Green book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Green. Now mm-hmm. yeah, the yep. the so book to film of adapters of John Green books are much more progressive than I'm sure that 
the people on the fucking Hallmark review websites are yeah. <laughs> than fucking 80-year-old like Bethany would care Bethany. to admit. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, so nice. anyway, she goes to her token gay friend's singles night. His name's Ken. He's played by Yannick Truesdale. And again, pretty decent performances yeah. all around. Like the actors just have fun with it. They're entertaining. I think they fit the molds, the archetypes of their characters. Emily Alitalo, especially as the the lead, I think she's fun to watch. Not from like a characterization perspective, because again, her whole character is just like virgin Christmas whore mm. detective. <laughs> That's it. That's like her only motivations throughout the whole movie. Is yeah, deck the halls, dick the stalls, as they say. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Hallmark might uh, copyright that. Dude, we're you know, going might steal it from to us. the top with them. Yeah, yeah you're right. We're going to bring the, the decking to them. Yeah, so she goes to a Christmas singles night. There she meets a handsome man named Carson, played by Franco Lopresti, who's pretty cute. He has, like, the Keemstar beard, though, like the Dan Blazarian beard cut, where it's, like, super trim. <laughs> just, oh, okay. I just can't take that facial hair seriously. But he's a pretty hot dude, so <laughs> okay. it makes sense that she's instantly oh, okay. swept off her feet by him. She's never really been able to talk to guys before this romantically. She always fucks it up. She's, yeah. But this guy, they just click right away. It's a beautiful interaction. She's like, oh, my goodness. Mm. And then we see her in bed. She's she's woken up early. She's dreaming about him. There's even the cheesy voiceovers of their interaction from the previous night playing <laughs> as she lays it. Ooh, she lays steamy. in bed, her room adorned with garish amounts of Christmas decorations. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. She goes into work that day and some fucking bitch named Special Agent Robertson from the FBI played by Janelle Williams, probably my least favorite performance in the show. Ooh. Yeah, that was all right. Janelle Williams, she was in, also in Warehouse 13, with the girl who played Mackenzie, but oh, okay. she was also in Hulk, the 2008 one. Oh, the 2008, nice. She was in the... The Gamma Radiation Poodles. That was, I don't think that was that one. No, the 2008 was the Marvel one. The MCU oh, one. The, oh, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Gotcha. I didn't know. There's a difference in the name, but give me a lot of shit for my lore fetish, Isaac. You know, sure know a lot about <laughs> the MCU here. Uh, oh, uh, me. Ah. Uh-huh. And also... Go watch my Daredevil analysis. Go watch his Daredevil analysis. Anyways. It's very in-depth. I didn't think there was that much to unpack with Daredevil, but there we go. Uh, it's also another shitty horror movie orphan. So yeah, there's, there's that. Yes. Is 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 our uh, is our is this episode just us promoting other episodes? Um, I mean, what the fuck else are we gonna promote? A good Hallmark movie? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a good a good Christmas movie? I'll just shameless plug before I do that any day. Uh, Although actually, I, I would recommend watching this movie. It's just because on account of how ridiculous the plot is, and it's pretty funny. It kind of yeah, sounds pretty pretty funny. A good yeah. So premise. she goes in there. Some. Special Agent Robertson from the FBI is there, and she's tracking a suspected diamond thief who's stolen a diamond ring worth millions of dollars. It's like some Ocean's Eleven shit. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she hates Christmas. I was like, oh, gee, oh, I wonder who of the course. fucking villain's going to be. It's that bitch who hates Christmas. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're in the police station, like her and her mom just love Christmas. So the fucking like police captain's room office is just, <laughs> just adorned with like three christmas trees and a bunch of like 
fucking dollar store decorations hanging on the walls and shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my boy Justin, the director, blew the entire budget of the movie on Christmas decorations for the set and hiring from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> from the Dollar Tree and hiring one famous actor per film to get the boomers to watch the movie. Amazing. And that is why uh, just, you know, I suppose I could do some semblance of cinematic analysis for this. The movie's just flat as hell. It's lit and shot like a television show and not like a Mm-mm. not like a Daredevil television show, like a Iron Fist television show. I it's not even oh, as good as Iron yeah, Fist. Yeah. Iron Fist had some good stuff going on. It's shot like yeah. like a fucking <laughs> lifetime drama. Yeah. But it is a yeah. straight to television movie, so I my expectations weren't high. Anyway, Christmas shit everywhere. The FBI agent hates it. She's given her her best stern, her hard-boiled cop performance. And all the other actors in the room, they uh, they don't give a fuck. They're probably drunk on set. It's a Christmas movie. Who cares? <laughs> so, she's way less entertaining than the rest of the performers in the show, in the movie that's shot like a show. Just yeah. on account of well, she's I actually mean, trying. I, I guess you have to go method that way. You know, I just got to drink just, on set and just numb away the absurd, numb, absurdity numb the of pain. what you're part of. Maybe that's the what they... Of what you're going through. Maybe that's what they blew the budget on is fucking getting the catering it's like jello shots <laughs> right off screen yeah <laughs> everyone's yeah. popping when they're not on camera just a bunch of fucking whiskey bottles what a movie so uh she gives her the file on the suspected jewel thief and what do you know it's the handsome devil himself carson la dreamy boy Ooh. yeah so that's like <laughs> the the lifetime perfectly trimmed oh yeah perfectly trimmed damn blazarian fucking nose beard wearing a shirt two sizes too small <laughs> dude has triceps the size of my head nice. yeah so the fbi officer orders her to go on dates with this man to get more evidence out of him so they could arrest him typical hallmark movie shenanigans ensue uh but this time which just with the added plot device of gross abuses of power <laughs> on behalf of the police department they get warrants to like go put cameras in his house and they're like in an apartment across the street. They're like staking him out whenever she's not with him. And there's literally whole scenes mm-hmm. where like her partner wakes up at like 5 a.m. and looks at her and she's just staring through the telescope out the window. And he's like, oh, what are you looking at? And he goes and looks through it. And it's like <laughs> it's Carson fresh out of the shower in his kitchen making eggs ripped <laughs> as hell. <laughs> smooth she's like i'm I'm getting evidence oh and of course of course carson loves christmas he's a single man living alone in his house he's got like five fucking christmas trees there's like ornaments everywhere for some reason he has a man to be some reason he has a big ass sign above his head above like the kitchen stove that says sharing just some more evidence that the entire (laughs) that the set designer just had a field day at at like a twenty thousand dollar day at target and it's like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, yeah. Uh, so just picture like Amazing. a fucking 2015, like middle-aged woman's, middle-aged divorce woman's apartment. <laughs> and you've got the picture of this guy's house. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. She like stakes him out. It's kind of like, it reminded me of the a much better show with the guy from Gossip Girl, uh, You. Have you seen that one? Oh, you, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little about bit the stalker. It reminded me a lot of that because she just learns things mm-hmm. about him that she then brings up on yeah. the dates oh, okay. so she can draw more information out of him. And, you know, her mom. <laughs> In a more lighthearted way than you. And, yeah, it's a little I, more lighthearted I, than assuming. you. Although I believe it might be sort of an alternate universe prequel 
that's just my head cannon. Oh, is that another Hallmark lore cannon? Oh, head cannon. Fuck. I emailed the director. <laughs> I emailed Justin. I was like, <laughs> is this fan cannon true? If so, please hire me as a scriptwriter. Wow. Has he responded yet? Uh no, he probably never will. I can expect a restraining order oh, in the mail sir. soon. Expect a restraining. So gross abuses of police power ensue, as do romance and and mystery. As she goes on more dates with him, not only is she falling for him, she starts to suspect he may not be this fabled jewel thief. He keeps talking about his bitch ex-wife, mm. who named Bethany, oh. who she did all the stealing. One of his old theft buddies, his ex-wife's theft buddies. He's a he's a notorious safe cracker named david i was like oh Ooh. shit it kind of reminded me of like a, a teen romance novel where all of yeah. everyone's job is like what a teenager would assume the job description is she's like oh that's david he's a he's a safe cracker <laughs> and that's like that's literally what the fucking chief of police says she's like get a picture of that guy He's uh, the partner's like, do I need to run his name through the system? She's like, no need. I know who that is. That's and she just says like first name. She's like, that's David, notorious safe cracker. I'm Ooh. like, why is this guy just allowed to walk around on the fucking street if they know he's like a safe cracker? That's so true. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> oh god, yeah. So just some more, ho- yeah. some more Christmas movie logic. That was a lot of the criticisms yeah. of this movie, which I found to be equally entertaining <laughs> on the. The Christmas movie <laughs> review websites with that the uh, oh, the no. police elements of the show didn't quite hold up to its contemporaries. <laughs> of course they did Such as NCIS of course they or did. anything else. They're like judging it uh, on that caliber because people take this movie. Oh <laughs> they take it seriously. <laughs> oh, They're like, yeah, I really like the, the romance. I thought it was very passionate. What is it? Someone described it as <laughs> compelling. It was a compelling relationship oh. between Mackenzie and Carson, but the the police so plotline didn't quite hold up to the caliber of the Christmas <laughs> romance plotline. That was one of the main criticisms on the forums. So I thought I'd oh, wow. I thought I'd bring that up. You know, I'm a man of the people, so I just and I would say yeah. that I agree with them, just because I got my finger on the yeah, pulse of yeah. the Hallmark Christmas movie community. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. I agree. Right. So that opinion is officially okay, approved okay. That's by the boys. Damn. All right. Well, well, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. The police stuff's fucking stupid. And also simultaneously, one of my favorite parts of the movie, just because how fucking stupid it is, because they say shit like notorious <laughs> <Yeah>. safe cracker. <laughs> safe cracker. I liked all the police equipment were just like regular MacBooks that they put a sticker over oh. of like a fake police department <laughs> so that they wouldn't have to pay the royalties or anything or however that goes. <laughs> oh, damn. They did the same thing in a, in a Christmas catch as well. So further evidence that okay. my boy Justin Dick could not be fucked to pay for anything <laughs> Get an actual other than Christmas decorations setting. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Less logic, more Christmas. But that's, I that's believe. The, uh, yeah. That's the Dyke way. I don't know how it's pronounced, <laughs> but I don't know if we should say it. <laughs> Justin Dick. Whatever your name is. Dick. 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 I'm going to erase nice. all that. Nice. Okay. But yeah. And I believe the Christmas to logic ratio theory of yours holds up very well in this movie. 
Because whenever there's a plot hole, they just oh, like okay. have them whip out a fucking ornament or something and talk about how sentimental it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to distract you yes. from the absurdity. Dude, that's of how, the, you know, from the, the start, the situation. Carson's not a bad guy. You know, he's talking about his criminal history with his ex-wife. Oh. She's like, so, you used to fence stolen goods? He's like, yes, but only because my ex-wife, fucking whatever her name is, made me. But I always had this to get me through it. And then he whips out like a box that he just had in his fucking pocket and he opens it up. And it's like a (laughs) fucking like shitty Walmart Christmas ornament of like a bear holding a present. He's like, my mother got me this when I was nine. Oh, my God. It's very special to me. Fucking (laughs) psychopath. He is. Uh, Who the fuck just walks around with like Christmas ornaments on him? Who's just, my man ain't never caught lacking around Christmas. Oh, no. (laughs) not this He's man strapped yeah oh, God. So shit like that's just great uh, and that continues throughout the entire movie as well amazing. as well as the constant reminders of what a like romantic dipshit Mackenzie is she'll go on a date with him and be really smooth and they'll really connect again because as reviewed in the forums this is a compelling relationship mm, but very compelling i was compelled to fucking drink <laughs> Oh, God. I'll do it. That'll fucking do it. I'll do it to you. My least favorite part of the movie was probably the climax. Carson finds out she's a cop, and he tells her to fuck off, which I thought that was a little incriminating, but I guess that's just me. (laughs) She still stakes (laughs) out his house, though. Like, they were in a temp house, like, apartment across the street from him to stake him out, and even though he kicks her out, she's still staying at, like, the safe house, the, like, stakeout house, Mm. even though we've seen her in her own house. But I don't know. I guess... (laughs) They decorated the stakeout house, too. They literally walk okay. in and they're like, oh, it comes pre-decorated. There's like fucking Christmas trees up and shit as they like <laughs> set up cameras. I was like, why is every room in this oh, wow. movie riddled with Christmas trees? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It's distra- yeah, again, and more plot holes. Pretty lights. Fucking every plot hole can be filled with a tree. Yeah. That's the philosophy behind these movies. Yes. Amazing. Oh, fuck. oh fucking amazing. Yeah, so anyway, Climax is my least favorite part. He tells her to fuck off. Then she sees him get knocked out by David, the safe cracker guy, who we saw in one scene just to be a mm. creepy shit. She goes in to confront him. Special Agent Robertson comes out, reveals she's actually, and don't, you might want to sit down, Special Agent Robertson is actually Carson's ex-wife. Oh, She was the what? bad guy all along. And then some more, no way. Some more teen drama script writing comes into play where she's like, David is not only the best safe cracker in the world, but he's also the best forger in the world. <laughs> it's not hard to make fake documents that you're an FBI agent. Oh, yes. shit. So the final confrontation okay. happens. They talk about, Damn. you know, how dumb he is because he likes Christmas and now they're going to kill them both. But then her mom shows the up. inside man. Her mom and her partner show up and they arrest him and then she goes to him and they kiss and I think she gives him a Christmas ornament <laughs> or he gives, no, he gives her a Christmas <laughs> ornament. So he broke up with her. He like told her to go fuck herself and then he went out off screen and like bought her a Christmas ornament <laughs> that he gave to her after <laughs> almost being murdered. He's like, they're like sitting in the ambulance and everyone's just looking at him and he gives her a Christmas ornament and they kiss. <laughs> I was like, wow. what the fuck? <laughs> 
What the fuck? What? What? Oh God, it was toxic as fuck. It was, and it's gonna be forever. I'm I'm ready for the sequel. I'm ready for the <laughs> sequel. A Christmas Catch Two. I it could end up being like Christmas Catch Two. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe she joins him as like a little, you know, like a little Stockholm syndrome. He's not the safe cracker. There's a different person who's. Oh, oh, she, oh, she. He just he fenced things apparently against his will. David, the very evil oh, David, right, right, right. who kind of looks like me if I was able to put on muscle mass. So just picture that. <laughs> Some little like metrosexual ass dude walking around is apparently one of the most dangerous criminals in the world. Gotcha. That's gotcha. David. So him and him and Robertson who was actually his ex-wife, but I don't remember what her fucking name is. It was like Becca or something. Yeah. They were the villains. They get arrested. Oh, okay. They live happily ever after. So my final consensus on this movie, after reading all the well-written, cinematically inclined reviews and giving my own very qualified thoughts on the subject, I'd say <laughs> the performances are so bad they're good. The plot is my favorite part. It is so terrible it's good. The Christmas backdrop, which was completely unnecessary for a story like this, I think it almost detracts from the potential that this movie did have to be like a fun, I could see this being like, I don't know, some 2016 summer rom-com release starring like Cameron Diaz about a cop who <laughs> yeah, falls in that, love yeah. with one of the suspects. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. maybe there's some commentary on conflict of interest in there, but it's never brought up in this movie because we got Christmas trees. <laughs> Christmas trees. Christmas trees. No in depth. Yeah. The Christmas trees are they're so they I don't know, they're so fucking stupid, it just makes the Conflicted movie. Conflicted morals, nah. Oh no. Ornaments. Ornaments. <laughs> good cheer. Good holiday. Holiday cheer. cheer. Don't look. Don't look at the don't movie. Don't look at the movie. Don't watch the movie. Just look at the Christmas trees. And that's really all you need to know. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys yeah, want yeah. something fun to just get shit faced to and watch this holiday, I would recommend a Christmas catch. So bad. Honestly, your review of it, like, I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah. See, we're mixing it up. Usually, the movies you review, yeah. the way you describe them, we want to watch them. And the way I describe them, you want right. to fucking. This is a turn of events. Yeah, a turn of events. This is why. How the turn tables. This might be the my favorite movie. I my favorite thing I've reviewed so far on this show. I've reviewed a lot of frustratingly bad things. Maybe this and We Summon the Darkness are in the so bad it's good realm that it's it okay. was very enjoyable to watch. Nice. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yours is probably much less exciting to watch just because yeah. it tries. It almost breaches the threshold of entertaining but it's not quite at rock bottom of entertaining that it becomes entertaining again kind of like yes it it is it is aimed at a certain audience yes have you heard the theory about jokes i think it applies to entertainment as well that something is funny comedy comes in threes so something's funny up until three times Uh... it's at its peak funny at number three and then after that it's not as funny okay it gets less it's almost basically not funny anymore and then I believe the magic number is oh, okay. 18. So between 3 and 18, it's not funny. But once you hit 18, it becomes like Gen Z funny, where it's like absurdist funny. Okay. <laughs> or it's, okay. I think that sort I, of oh, I see applies. That. Okay. Interesting. So at between, yes. this movie's not 3. It's not anywhere near 3. But it's close to an 18. <laughs> it's around, it's like a little, It's I'd give it like a 19, to maybe 20. Oh, or it's really? past the so bad overused threshold of every single Christmas holiday trope uh, that I was entertained the entire time. Amazing. Okay. 
Nice. So dumb. So it was an excess of of dumb absurdity that it worked. So as a movie review, if I were a, a Hallmark movie reviewer who took this movie seriously, I would probably give it like maybe a four to five out of ten. As someone who probably is developing a drinking problem from this podcast, <laughs> I would give it an eight out of ten because it is very fun to watch and we should get some friends together and just make a drinking game out of this one. Agreed. Agreed. And you, the viewer, should also And you guys should definitely watch this movie. And probably, I suppose, a more timely setting, maybe actually December. But we're giving it to you now to put it in your head. Yeah. We got better plans for yes. December yeah, than we're shitty Christmas you prepared. Movies. We're past that. Holidays and culture are over. It's 2020. 2020. We're past All this. bets are off. Embrace wait well, what is it off. reject modernity <laughs> embrace tradition yes embrace anarchy watch this anarchy. movie when i introduce a little anarchy a little chaos speaking of anarchy let it snow let it snow <laughs> speaking of anarchists john green book to film adaptations john green what are your thoughts it's it's a it's not bad for the right audience if you're into the coming of age teen angst kind of finding your place type of movie little little like senior year freedom and exploration i suppose mm. it's uh yeah and it's it's by um it's it's on this novel by the same name and uh its authors are Maureen Johnson Lauren uh, Myraid i believe and John Green himself and they're three separate stories that um that interconnect so a lot of characters jump to one narrative and jump to another it's like the mcu of christmas movies yes it, it really the john is john green verse kind of a start yeah the john green verse yes um yeah this movie is very much in the the style of like fault in our stars it's very indie film very uh stylistic a little bit more stylistic in an indie film it's still a little boring it's kind of got that commercial like uh, aspect to it and coloring. <laughs> it, it's not bad, but it's I, I, I've seen worse. But it's like it's still a little bit boring. But you can tell it's got that indie style, like stylistic. That hipster, holier than thou, <laughs> right? Cinematography directed by um, Luke Snellen, and he's done a lot of commercial work and a lot of short film stuff. So this was his first feature film directorial debut. Ooh. And, uh, you know, based on his cinematography, uh, I think he could probably do some pretty good indie films. Um, it's not bad. Still a little basic. I mean, it's still your average Hallmark movie, and it's about teens in this small town of Illinois. And the, the whole concept is snow brings people together. So out of the three narratives, you get uh, a, little, a, a little ensemble of characters. Uh, a lot of these like, actors, I guess, are a little seasoned as well. You, you do have uh, Ned from Spider-Man Homecoming and the Spider-Man movies. Oh, shit. He's his best friend. Isn't that guy, like, ripped now? <laughs> he might. Uh, he wasn't in this film, but <laughs> he, was, he he might be. Uh, I haven't really seen it, but yeah, he might, might be a little slimmer, perhaps. Um, you also have, like, uh, this girl from, like, The Black Coat's Daughter. I don't know if you've ever seen that horror film. Is it good? It's okay. I it's probably haven't seen it then. Um, it's a little more stylistic. Yeah, it's a little more indie as well. It's just about the Satanist in this uh, Catholic school for girls place, and she's corrupting this other person, pretty much. It's, it's not it's not bad, but yeah, not the best. 
But uh, yeah, she was in it, and she kind of looks like a psychopath a little bit, probably because of that movie. But um, but yeah, so it kind of follows these characters. Uh, I guess so. So one of the narratives is um, this girl. I, I can't remember any of their names, so I'll just call her Columbia Girl because she got into Columbia, New York. She also has family issues. Her mom is uh, has a very fatal sickness. I forget if it's cancer. I forget what type of illness it was. But uh, she feels like she can't go to Columbia, and she feels like she has to stay home and take care of her mom. She runs into this famous rapper named Stuart. <laughs> and um, it's... <laughs> I'm just picturing like fucking MTV Music Video Awards. It's like an, yeah. <laughs> for best rap album yeah, yeah. for his album... <laughs> fuck the <Yeah>. police <laughs> Stuart <laughs> but he's he's very humble yeah Stuart Bale I think is his Stuart. name Stuart um, like Lil Dicky yeah so he's like a little weekend protege I suppose like it's, it's just kind of funny Stuart. she she uh, she runs into him and she's like she's I guess she's not into his music so she runs into him she's got that teen angst of like oh yeah uh I didn't mean to bump into you. I don't want a picture with you. I'm, like, not into your music. She's just trying to be, like, all standoffish. And I guess they're on a train. She's she's uh, leaving. I forget where she's visiting. I barely paid attention in this movie. Uh, but <laughs> I yes, I've been there, King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the train, because of the snow, it, it, it stops the train. So they're stuck in Illinois. And so and then I guess she she goes off the train to just go back home. There's like this little waffle house on the hilltop there. She just goes to it. And the wa- the waffle house is like the central setting for all the characters to kind of get together at the end. As it is with Western democracy. Waffle house is yes. centerpiece. Waffle houses. It is. I like the commentary there. Staple. Very in-depth. John Green, very intelligent man. Yeah, for sure. It's It's kind of your defender's royal dragon, if you will. The Defenders know. Royal Dragon. It's probably not even that. <laughs> it's not even uh, that. The only but... <laughs> time I ever see Waffle Houses in the media is like videos on Twitter of people just fighting in Waffle House. Oh, the yeah. Waffle House staff, they don't give a fuck. They'll square up with anybody. I guess so. You know what? And in, in this this Waffle House in particular is quite strange. Um, there's like no managers. It's just these teens, these high school kids just running this Waffle it's House. a lot of chaotic energy at Waffle House. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. And uh, so so this rapper kind of stalks this Columbia girl. You know, they start kind of connecting. She's still, like, you know, standoffish. She keeps scolding him for <laughs> for who he is as a rapper and how famous he is and stuff. But he's like, hey, I was in a pretty bad upbringing, pretty underprivileged. And there's this whole moment where he's eating his waffles and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I like to eat all of my food because there's starving people out there. So he's trying to show a little humanity amidst his fame. <laughs> And she's just not buying it. <laughs> Why does every like Christmas straight to television movie? <laughs> Why is the romance always brought on by stalking? Why is that like a romantic it, it, it's a element? Thing. I don't get it. Like the boomers writing this show <laughs> with the like yeah, the boom- <laughs> 50s romance <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Like yeah, you just fucking <laughs> stalker and you just stalker and you arrange a marriage. It, it it just doesn't make sense. But anyways, yeah. So he's stalking her around. She's showing around Illinois. They and and these kids, uh, they they're walking around so much out in the snow. They should have died of hypothermia like 
like two minutes in. Is that like a is that like a main setting? Is Waffle House and outside? Yeah, pretty much Waffle House, and then they just walk around like like uh, Stuart and Columbia Girl just walk around. They even go sledding. They're like walking through this like wooded area. There's like no trail, no path. Super unsafe. How many Christmas trees did you see in the Waffle House? Oh, Christmas trees. Um, not that many. There actually there was none. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I could see just kind of why this movie's a, a step above the rest. You know, they they added. <laughs> The, yeah. the holiday cheer in ways other right. than Walmart Christmas decorations in every room. A little yeah, more dynamic yes. setting. Right. Make it a little more realistic. But also, like, it's it's a really terrible snow day. So a lot of people should be, like, you know, staying in their homes, probably not going out, driving. But these these kids, these high schoolers, I don't care. There's, like, a couple of people just stopping by the Waffle, Waffle House and not giving a fuck about the weather and just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a very active town. There's even like a pageant that like a pageant. they put on. An all-inclusive pageant, I will say. They have all religions in this chapel. Um, so very progressive, John Green. Dude, Hallmark movie producers gotta be pissed. All-inclusive pageant out in like blizzard or blizzard weather. But yeah, so yeah, this steward is stalking her around. She introduces him to his family or her family. She, she just brings him home. Um, his grandpa like scolds him too big boomer jokes to be had yeah and then he even offers to like bring in a nurse to like help her mom so she can go to the school but then she scolds him she's like you think this is a charity (laughs) i don't know she just scolds him for some reason (laughs) of his offer and he's like this really nice guy he's just trying to be normal trying to get away from his fandom (laughs) this sounds like exactly the plot of a very country christmas just with a rapper yeah from what you've described it is the exact same thing She's standoffish to him. Yeah, I can she see that. She treats everything he does as like pity charity and she hates him for it. And then a day yeah. later they say they love each other. Yep, that's exactly what happens. So typical, typical uh, Hallmark logic there. Yeah, so, and then and then it transitions to his like two friends. One of them having really bad relationship problems with a boyfriend. He's very, he's kind of a toxic relationship. She's constantly on her phone. So she's got like phone addiction problems. Um, this other girl's like uh, dealing with her sexuality and coming out. A girl with toxic boyfriend meets Joanne Cusack, which I think she was the voice of Jesse in Toy Story 2 and in Shameless. Um, so it was kind of nice to see her. She was like the only like she she was pretty solid with that. Um, all the performances weren't weren't bad. They were very you know just like a typical like Disney Channel teen performance, angsty teen performances all around. They weren't bad. So yeah, so they're dealing with that. Then you have, um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, you have Nipple Boy, I call him. Um, he's trying to uh, impress this girl. He's having a hard time fitting in. I don't know, there's a scene where he's like shaving his nipples to impress her for some reason. And she's like at the house while he's doing that. And she just walks in on him and then he like nicks his nipple and then it starts bleeding. And that's kind of like the, the joke the whole time is like his nipple starts bleeding randomly throughout the movie. I, I will say, I will give this movie, like, it's some good absurdist humor that kind of works. You ain't never, you ain't never shaved your nipples for a bitch? I'm not. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, uh, it works. It works? No, I'm just, I'm just nice kidding. I have the body of, like, a fucking preteen. I can't grow body hair. I don't have hair to shave these nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, but John Green would, so take his word for it. This man knows. But yeah, so he's he's kind of struggling too. Uh, he's trying to impress her. 
is having problems with uh, trying to express his feels to her. There's another dude. They they go play broom broom ball or broomstick or something. Or, yeah, I think it's broom ball. It's just like this ice hockey type game, and he's just totally one upping this this dude in front of his chick, and he's kind of stealing his girl, and he's getting all jelly and stuff. So there's that. And, uh, yeah, so you have all that, and they all come together at the Waffle House. There's a big party hosted by your boy Ned from Spider-Man. And, uh, again, no manager in sight. <laughs> While they're having this rager, they've brought in illegal, you know, they're they're all probably illegally drinking. Like, they bring in, like, a keg and stuff. And I would just fucking hate it's just, it's to very be the manager of this Waffle House who just thinks everything's going fine, and then he gets a call one day that, like, six kids had to get their stomachs pumped from underage drinking in his Waffle House, and he's just up yeah. to his fucking ass in lawsuits. <laughs> Waffle yeah. House is abandoned. Like, I, I am surprised they all got away with it. With no repercussions. It was a Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. How many Christmas trees were in that sequence? Because as you know, plot holes can be plugged oh, by Christmas yeah, trees. Yeah, there was like two, three. Okay, I think, yeah. I think there All right, were... that solves it. I can completely overlook this plot. Yeah, okay, perfect. Oh. Yeah, I think there was a Christmas tree with uh, Columbia Girls family as well. So there's Christmas trees in the little All right, home perfect. settings. Yeah, I can excuse every flaw with this movie then. That's by that logic. <laughs> yeah, it's a requirement. Okay, what else? What else about this stupid movie? Um, oh yeah, and it's kind of funny too. <laughs> it's funny too. Ned has a moment where he's like posting the Waffle House party, and like you just outed yourself on social media. <laughs> if the Waffle House executive saw this, it would close down that immediately. Shit, like, You'd all lose your jobs and go to jail. Goes viral on TikTok. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it was it was literally like a live stream on like Instagram. The Waffle House. Everyone involved. Waffle House <laughs> district manager been pulling 60 hour work weeks for a few months now is up for a promotion yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> she gets the call. She's like, oh, hooray. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking I'm going to finally make something of myself. And it's just like her, her boss, like you're fucking fired. Watch this <laughs> yeah, video. Pretty much. Yeah. So it was very, very weird. Um, very questionable plot, as as all these movies are. But yes, so that's kind of the gist of it. They all come together at this party. Um, everything gets resolved. Um, the Mila Kunis wannabe ditches her toxic boyfriend um, and then goes in for the, <laughs> the other dude that was like trying to steal the other guy's girl. <laughs> wow, the drama. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's not that's gonna be a, a way better relationship for. Her. Yeah, the coming out girl. She finally gains that resolve and and tells the other girl how she feels about her, and then they they get together. Ned's having this awesome rager at the Waffle House. At the Waffle uh, House. Nipple Boy finally professes his love on top of the roof. Everything just comes together. He said he'd literally kill the other dude that was trying to steal her away from him. That's. She kind of looks like a psychopath, a and then start. she's from, you know, the horror movies, so she also looks like a really, psychopath when they're both talking. Really getting this race off with a red flag. I had watched a sequel movie of just them two, where they become, like, the Mansons. Honestly, yeah, they, they were, yeah, that, that part was pretty good. Like, I liked their little side story. It was a little fun, fun, mo- fun, uh, well, fun moments. How would you say the all the subplots are balanced in this film? Yeah, pretty balanced. They kind of go back and forth. They all uh, have their uh, moments um, equally, I would say. 
they get their resolve at the end so it's pretty well balanced they're all going through you know some teen problems and some john green classic angst you know scenarios yeah exactly so yeah so it's all pretty pretty balanced uh yeah if you're into like john green stuff you'll probably like this movie i would say because it's it's uh it's not it's not too bad and it's got kind of kind of some funny subtle like absurdist humor as well uh, there's pretty pretty funny moments um like the nipple bleeding like was pretty pretty funny <laughs> Have you seen the Have you seen the show? Fuck, what was the show based out the Looking for Alaska? I believe it was about the kids at oh, look, like the uh, school camp or whatever. I, I heard a little bit of it. It was yeah. pretty good. It definitely, from what you've described of this movie, sounds pretty similar tonally, maybe without the yeah the suicide ending. Spoilers for Looking for Alaska. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 very much that way. It's a little more lighthearted for Christmas. That sort of dry humor um, that comes with the John Green works. Yeah, very dry humor. Mm. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's like this whole like like little bickering back and forth between Joanne Cusack and Mila Kunis about just about phones and <laughs> how distracting they are and and about you know toxic boyfriends and stuff. So it was it was a good moment between those two um there was a funny like little car chase with nipple boy it was a pretty funny segment because they're like driving through the snow so they can't really like you know drive fast and escape these these like twin bullies and like trying to escape them but you know <laughs> just like drifting and like going slow and stuff because that's all they can do through the snow so it was a pretty funny sequence that's that's uh, let it snow. Wow, um, beautiful. If you're into like John Green style movies, if you're into the Hallmark classic genres, this is a good mash between the two. Probably like it. Things like uh, the other book to film John Green works out, like Looking for Alaska, and even uh, even Paper Trails a little bit. Those were those had some pretty interesting camera work. Would you say this this movie is similar to those, or is it more like the typical holiday movie shot like a fucking tv episode <laughs> type yeah it's it, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's like that basic but it's not like too stylish it's a little boring it's a little uh boringly filmed but you can tell there's more of that indie style like, to it it's not like and joker it makes it a little bit more interesting than you would a regular uh, tv shot which you i mean you can tell this director did like commercials and stuff so it's a little on like the saturation basic side with still that indie quality. It's it's hard to explain. Oh, okay. I suppose for a debut, a directorial debut from a dude who does advertisements, it's the best best we could get from that. Yeah, pretty much. So, in a way, this movie just, like, yeah, with, with, the, with this type of style and this type of genre, you kind of want it as so bad it's good. For me, it's just kind of bad. But it's good if you if you like those those type of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'd say so I'm. I got the. I'd uh, say I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not. <laughs> this <laughs> so bad it's good realm of holiday cheer. Yeah, yeah. I almost put myself to sleep just talking about it. <laughs> so I'm sorry I had to sit through that folks but yeah so that's my review of let it snow let on netflix. It it's snow. free on netflix if you if you if you're like you know putting up christmas decorations or doing whatever holiday festivities you can just put that on in the background you'll probably barely notice it if you're a high school junior who likes to read john green and bicker with the kid with the maga cap in your class put on this movie yeah you'll you'll like it you'll yeah. love it yeah you'll love you'll it, love yeah. it. This is definitely your your progressive realm. <laughs> there you go, kiddo. 
will be yeah, here watching high quality films made by white boomers on the Hallmark Channel, where the good holiday cinema is. <laughs> Edusive. <laughs> yes. What would you rate this movie out of t- out of ten? Yeah, rate it. I, I would rate it. Okay, so I have to put my <laughs> put my mindset into the John Green realm. I would give it. Probably compared to his other works, I would give it like maybe a seven point. Wow, seven point five. Perhaps. Yeah, in the John Green spectrum, it it uh, it really services his style and his dry humor and his angst. Sounds like it's better just from the the formatting. I don't. I haven't read the book, but I assume the the storytelling is similar, where it's sort of the yeah, three character ensemble. And yeah, from what you've described, it sounds like definitely the ending was better. I would want to get drunk with Ned from Spider-Man at a Waffle House, personally. Sounds like a great <laughs> night. Yes, he was my, my favorite part. I was always looking for him to just, you know, with my little MCU um, fetish <laughs> admiration. It was just great to see him. That's good, yeah. And uh, compared to his other works, too, I liked looking for Alaska. Paper Trails was disappointing, mostly because of, fuck, what's her name? The girl mm. who plays... The girl who plays the fucking shitty Suicide Squad villain, the Enchantress, Cara Delevingne. Oh <laughs> she's yeah! In it. Oh she's oh yeah yeah. She's okay. the girl. That's with right. The paper trail. She blows that movie. Oh yeah, she she's blown a lot. A of lot movies. of movies. Yeah, Suicide Squad, Suicide and then Squad. and also like the that uh, Valerian movie too. She was pretty shitty in. Yeah, thanks for listening. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays to y'all. Hopefully it will snow and you can all come together as one big ensemble and a nice, neatly wrapped John Green bow. And hopefully not freeze to death. But we're yes. so thankful. <laughs> well, we just want to say thanks to all our listeners. We're almost up to 500 listens now. So that's a big milestone. Yeah, we're looking forward yeah, to it. We're at eight episodes. I That's pretty we're crazy. That's <laughs> even more than I eight episodes and get to, and so. i haven't fucking ran off into the woods to get hypothermia and so bad movies going yeah, great so there's a plus this we're was, doing something this is a big right, rejuvenator so that's, that's like great. we said in the first three episodes you know <laughs> 100 consistent listeners an episode a special stream from the boys maybe isaac will even do a enchantress-esque cara delavine dance <laughs> in which the hips move yes just for like you guys, I'll do anything for those views, for views at this point, so go for <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, we're just kidding. Unless it actually happens, then we'll do it. Yes. All right, well, thanks so much Maybe, for listening. Yes. And we'll have a new episode out soon, because Thanksgiving is going to fuck with the release schedule for our distributor. Yes. So expect... Yeah, so so keep your eyes open. Keep them eyes peeled. Or, yeah, you might get some double, double, double content feature. this week. You could like i did this week get the double dick yes you the viewer could as well you're welcome yeah and also we are we are still doing our giveaway as well first 50 comments and five star reviews will be eligible for a gift card giveaway giveaway. holiday treat from the we were just we were at first thinking you know a month to netflix or disney plus but you know after this review if you guys want a subscription to fucking hallmark we'll do it the hallmark channel (laughs) We'll get you a few months of Hallmark. We'll say, yeah, this that that is that is your gift from the boys. That's what you want. Watch, we'll make uh, it happen. Go watch the catch, the Christmas, go watch catch. Christmas catch. But all right, thank you. Kiss, kiss. Big all right, happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll see you guys. See you. I don't. Fuck. Hopefully, the world doesn't end by the time the next episode goes. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. 
Hey everyone, thank you so much oh for tuning in to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys. We love what we've been doing here these first few weeks on the show, and we look forward to building the community more and just getting a big viewer base and getting to share all our fun thoughts about movies, games, and television. Uh, feel free to follow us on social media for emotional giveaways, and we'll see you Oh God, I don't want to watch anymore. Please, please, make it stop. Someone get me out of this chair. Get me out of this chair, please. Oh God, Darren, make it end, please. I don't want to watch anymore. Stop it. Stop. I hate them. I hate shitty Hallmark movies. No, let it snow. Stop it. Stop it, John Green. Stop it.